right. Here we are for the Thursday episode. I am back from vacation. I'm sorry about all the scheduling issues. I was out of commission for the most part, hanging out with the wife, the boys, camping, mowing a lot of yard, spending a spent, oh man, I must have spent four days on that damn lawnmower, <clears throat> fishing a lot, drinking a lot of beer, as most of y'all are well aware, and uh, just altogether just completely taking a one-week sabbatical of sorts, just letting my mind completely just relax, and what a difference that makes. I, I got to tell you, there's there's something to be said about when you're completely and totally fixated on the news around you and 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 how bad like the country looks from a freedom aspect and you're looking at that every day day in and day out it can it takes a toll on you um i try to stay positive knowing that there's plenty of us out there fighting the good fight and i'm not alone in this battle so um it but but it does take a toll man and and spending an entire week with nature and with the family and just enjoying myself and not paying attention to anything that's going on. Um, I still really haven't looked at any news, but I plan on hitting this episode pretty hard. I plan on coming at y'all, uh, coming to y'all with, uh, a decent episode, a pretty cool subject that I've been looking into and I plan on doing more of these, um, on, on this particular subject and on subjects related to, uh, to this, but, um, and, and we're getting right back into the serious nitty gritty, dark, seedy underbelly of America, right from the get go. We're digging right in. Y'all should know by now that I'm not going to, pull no punches. I'm not letting none of this bullshit get by me. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give it to you as I see it. And I want y'all to, you know, have a good feel of who I am. And for those of y'all who know me, y'all know who I am and I'm glad y'all listen. And for you, those of you who don't know me, I'm surprised you listen, but I really do appreciate it very, 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 very much. Um, So I'm going to, I watched a docu-series that popped up on my Amazon Prime um, the other day. And I, it appears that this docu-series is from 2017. It was uh, on A&E. It was called The Killing Season. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I I really, and, and you're interested in the content I'm going to cover today, I, I would suggest you go go take a look at it but um i'm gonna just kind of glaze over the topics and what they did within the docuseries what it got my my mind thinking about and what it triggered in my mind which um all of you are going to probably come to the same at least similar conclusions 
probably before I even get to the the real solid point um, that that I want to drive home. But it it started off it's it's these these documentary filmmakers, and they decided they want to look at this um, the Long Island serial killer case. And for those of you who aren't familiar, the Long Island serial killer, um, there was there was a girl that went missing, and she was um, she was an escort on Craigslist and Backpage, I think it was, and um, somebody got in touch with her. She had her driver bring her to the house, drop her off at the house. Um, the driver left. She was supposed to text the driver after like an hour or whatever. He left. And before she texted him to come get her or to let him know that she was okay and to check in with him, she ran out of the house naked, screaming, they're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. And she was banging on neighbors' doors, screaming at the neighbors. She called 911. She was on the phone with 911, screaming, they're trying to kill me. And she just disappeared. So while searching for this girl, they ended up finding 11 um, decomposed corpses on... Gilgo Beach in Long Island. And it got them looking and they were like, well, shit, we got a serial killer on our hands. And as they investigated that, they ended up in Manorville, New York. I think it's about, I think they said it was about 25 miles away. Um, I'm not real familiar with all that area all that well. But they ended up in Manorville and they found... Um, I think two or three more dead women, but the, the women in Manorville were, um, dismembered. Whereas the women on Gilgo beach were not dismembered, but they still hadn't found that original girl. They ended up finding that original girl. I want to say it was probably, I think they said it was about a week and a half, two weeks later. I remember, I vaguely remember the story when it happened. This was in about 2009, I want to say. So I remember hearing about it. And uh, they found her half a mile away from Gilgo Beach in a marsh. And uh, they, they found her, she, as she was, Running and, and it appears that the elements killed her, but what it did was it it opened up a whole can of worms on on serial killers. But it appears that she died of hypothermia. She as she was running through the marsh, she was shedding her clothing, and from what I understand about hypothermia, is when you're experiencing hypothermia, even though you're freezing, your body feels like it's burning up. So your instinct is to take your clothes off. So she ripped her. Uh, it appears that as she was running through this marsh, she ripped her clothes off and ended up dying of hypothermia within the marsh. After they 
they spent a couple of episodes on on these murders. They ended up going to Atlantic City, where there had been four dead prostitutes found in Atlantic City. Um, they were all laid in a ditch, a drainage ditch, facing east. And uh, so they, they named the serial killer the Eastbound Strangler. And they were trying to see if there were any ties between the prostitutes that were found in Atlantic City and all the dead dead girls, and that most of which were prostitutes in, um, in New York. That got them looking on the internet and searching some um, different websites where these um, these I don't know what would you call them these internet investigators I guess is the best way to go I don't know um, these internet investigators had come up with a theory because these girls kept getting found in clusters of four um, even though there were 11 on Gilgo Beach there were four lined up in a row like a trophy you know, like set up like trophies, like they were they were placed there in such a way as like decoration or to be proud of and to to admire. And then the the girls in Atlantic City were were lined up in a ditch. Um, and oh, excuse me. And there were four girls found shot in uh, Daytona Beach. Now, this was in 2005 when this happened. I remember this because they made it sound like it was a spring break thing and that there was some serial killer out there attacking girls out on spring break. When in actuality, what, what was going on where there were three... Well, well, four prostitutes, but three of which were from a really, really bad area of Daytona Beach. And and the other was more of an escort that advertised online on Craigslist again. And and so they were but they weren't showing the pictures of these dead girls. They were showing spring breakers while they were talking about these murders. So they, they were scaring the, the public and, and those there for spring break and it for no reason. Um, come to find out those girls, three of those girls were um, involved with the outlaw motorcycle club and um, they're, the, they're suspected to have been murdered for disrespecting the club and a member. Um, the fourth girl uh, ended up leading to 28 other murders along I-4, I-95, and I-10 in Florida. And uh, the, that led them to look at truck drivers. And if you're not familiar... There have been a long line of, of truck driving serial killers. The job is, is good for that type uh, of person, um, somebody who likes to be alone, who's real reclusive, doesn't want people real close to them, um, and who's 
they're traveling from state to state. So if you pick up like a hitchhiker, let's say in Florida and you dump that body in Mississippi, it's going to take a long time for the authorities, the people investigating this to figure out what's going on because Everybody knows that these police departments act like gangs when it comes to their turf, and they don't want to share investigations. They don't want to share information, and everybody knows that. And to think that 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 people who depend on killing other people um, for their hobby or their relief or whatever you want to call it, their addiction, don't know how the police operate is ridiculous. You can look at Ted Bundy killing people in Florida and Washington state. You can look at Israel keys, never killed in the same place twice. He used to fly around the country and murder people. He did this for 14 years. They can only prove three of his victims. It's believed that they know of four, but he could have in 14 years, this guy could have killed limitless number of people. And nobody knows. He ended up uh, killing himself in prison um, because they allowed him to smuggle in a sharp object. That's another story, whatever. Anyway, serial killers are, are nomadic. They move around a lot. They don't like to be in the same place. They don't like to kill on their own territory, on their own turf. That's actually what got Israel Keys caught. Well, that's part of what got Israel Keys caught. But but that typically gets people caught is when you start you start shitting where you eat, and uh, that really fucks fucks up their their entire uh, their entire career moving forward. So any of you out there wanting to be a serial killer, make sure you don't shit where you eat. You know, that's a joke. Please don't kill people. Non-aggression principle. I'm telling you now. All right. Now when they started investigating the truck drivers. They ran into over 5,000 unsolved highway murders across the United States. All right. Now, I don't know if you know what highway murders are, but what, what a highway murder is, is um, when they find the dead body on the side of the highway. So basically, like, let's say a truck driver, what, what a truck driver would do is they'd be driving in the middle of the night. They'd look around. They got this dead girl in their bunk from where they choked her to death. They strangled her, whatever they did to her. And, and they, they're trying to find a place to dump a body. So they get one or two states over that night because we cover a lot of ground. We're covering like five, 600 miles in a day. So we're covering a lot of ground. So you get one or two states over, you pull over on the shoulder of the highway, pop open your passenger side door, throw the girl out, pull the door shut and haul ass. Nobody's the wiser. Nobody's there driving at two o'clock in the morning on these, these highways out in the middle of nowhere. It's just, I mean, it's not uncommon to spend four or five, six hours without seeing another set of headlights, without seeing another car when you're driving at, at th two, three in the morning. It's just not rare. It happens in, in many isolated stretches of highway along the United States every night for some truck driver. Well, as they're investigating the truck drivers, they realize, well, shit, these truck drivers are hitting the, the 
biggest crossroads in the United States on a regular basis, which is where there's so much sex trafficking and so much um, human trafficking, which is at the I-35, I-40 corridor in Oklahoma City. So they, they, they go and they start talking to some truck drivers, yada, yada, yada. They ended up going to Albuquerque, New Mexico to, to look into the Mesa Valley 11, which was 11 bodies that were found out in the Mesa Valley just outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they, there's, there's lots of theories about a serial killer in Albuquerque, this, that, and the other. But all these prostitutes had really strong ties with, with, with drugs and drug-related activity and selling drugs and running narcotics. And it's believed that the cartel actually used these murders to set an example, which is not rare that the cartel uses women as mules and then murders them whenever they're through with their services. So it happens in, in uh, Mexico all the time. It's, uh, it's, it's the easiest way to, to move product is to use prostitutes. And, and they know this. And this led back to a West Virginia girl uh, that ended up killing a, a man uh, named Neil Falls. And um, what happened was he found her on Backpage, came to her house. And when he got her, got into her house, he started beating the shit out of her. At some point, he put his gun down and she was able to pick it up and shot his ass and killed him. Good for her. So this string of events that they followed were with, with these murders of prostitutes across the United States is nothing new. I, I, being out in, the, out in the country all week, uh, I, I think I've been I've been thinking about and enjoying nature a lot. And what this struck me as is, is, you know, people. Mm, yeah, people put a lot of faith into into the government in order to like it, and it, I guess in order to feel safe. To feel like they've that that humanity has successfully escaped nature, but what they don't understand is like we we brought the jungle with us into quote unquote society. Like the same laws of nature apply to society. There's predator. There's prey. Now, not all the time is it deadly. I mean, a salesman is a predator and the consumer is the prey, yada, yada, yada. Like, but, but there are these basic laws that followed us, okay? In prostitution, sex work being the oldest profession ever in the history of the world, so they say. I'm going to put that preface on there because I can't prove it. So they say it's the oldest profession, has natural predators. Natural predators such as serial killers. You can go back to some of the earliest serial killers. I believe Jack the Ripper was killing prostitutes. Um, the Hillside Strangler, 
the Hollywood Strangler. Um, I, I, th I think I'm pretty sure uh, Ted Bundy got a hold of some prostitutes. I know Israel Keys is suspected of killing a prostitute or two. Um, there was uh, what Anthony Sowell up in Chicago. I mean, Cleveland, I'm sorry. Uh, there was a guy not that long ago arrested in Chicago for over 90 murders. And most of them were prostitutes and drug addicts. So, so they, there's this natural predator and prey. And I, and I would think even in the 18, 17, 1800s, there were probably people in the U S you know, trying to kill prostitutes and madams and, and maybe that's why they set up whorehouses with the types of security um, that they set them up with. And I just like said whorehouse, like it's no big deal. A house of ill repute. Um, so you, you think of these natural predators. Now, one thing that mankind has added to the natural predator is manufactured predators by making the practice illegal. Okay, so when you you're bringing in um, an invasive species, basically, into the scenario with the police, because the police aren't looking to 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 protect these prostitutes. There was a line in in the in the show where this one lady asked, so asked this police officer, so you you arrest these women that are being preyed upon by these serial killers and she goes well yeah we're trying to get them to stop so that they're not put in danger and it, uh, it, it wasn't even it said that exact way but that was the like gist of what was being said like yeah we have to if we arrest them enough times they're going to stop doing it yeah and that's why old sunshine down the road has 20 fucking prostitution charges on her record I mean, seriously, don't you see that this shit ain't working? You know? But they had a guy, a, a guest on there. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. But then you, but you added the, uh, but you added the police into the scenario as a manufactured or, or an invasive species into this fucking scenario that they don't even belong within. If at all they belong there at all, it's to protect the women from those that are, are, are preying upon them and, and, and murdering them and raping them and, and doing all these horrible things to them and abusing them and beating them. That's who should be. That's who you should be focused your attention on. But instead you're focusing your attention on these, these women that have fallen victim, you know, to, to addictions or, or, or bad circumstances or, or whatever, but they, they've, they've found some way that they can earn their own way and make their own money and do their own thing and enter into a voluntary exchange with another uh, adult in, in, in such a way that's not harmful to anybody. They're not committing fraud. You know, they're, yeah, hey, you look, you want to, you want, you know, 40, 60, 80, you know, I mean, like what you want. And, you know, you, you, you put your order out on the menu and they, they deliver. And if they don't deliver, you don't pay, you know, like it's pretty simple shit. Right. And 
and just that the fact that it's an illegal exchange between two individuals you're you're creating a scenario to where these the police officers don't even look they they begin to look at these women in like as less than women i remember there was one one part where where the the uh, the prostitutes in albuquerque were accusing this one police officer saying he's probably the serial killer we think he's the serial killer we think he's the serial killer and they were naming this police officer and the the uh, filmmakers they interviewed the police officer on phone and he was like yeah man he goes we we used to always go by and we would tell him we would tell him all the time trying to keep him off the street you know like we deal with you trashy people all the time and if we keep seeing y'all out here we're gonna we're gonna take y'all out to the desert and kill you and it's like okay so even if you really weren't doing that like, is that really like the tactic you want to be taking? Is that the impression you should be making if you're put into society to protect and serve? But you're not in society to protect and serve. You're in society. You're in you're in the community to extort money out of out of peaceful citizens because you're too fucking lazy and too fucking incompetent to get out there and actually catch the people that are actually committing the fucking uh, hard crimes, the, the the real criminals out there. So so you look, and, and one of the guys they interviewed in in the uh, document docu series, his name was Thomas Hargrove, and he was a he was a former investigative journalist, and uh, he used to be a White House correspondent as well. And he started a project called the Murder Accountability Project. And one of some of the statistics that 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 he's laid out is are really really interesting. So, in the 1960s, 90 percent of all murders were solved, which means they led to a conviction. Okay. In 2016, 61 percent of all murders were solved, which means they led to an arrest of a suspect because a conviction is no longer monitored. Then he started talking about how information is not being shared on a national level. So therefore the reason that, that Ted Bundy's victims in, in Florida are not identified to the same murderer in Washington is because there there's no sharing of the information. And this isn't something that just happened back in the seventies. This is something they're still dealing with today. They don't, they, they can't get um, a good profile on the type of person who killed specific people because these details aren't being shared across state lines. They're not being shared nationally within a database that everybody can get in touch with and say, look, we just had this, this girl stabbed to death in this particular way. These knife wounds are coming from this particular angle. It's very uh, suspect and it's very unique. Let's see if we can find similar victims in the U.S., 
that share similar stab wounds or circumstances or body types or hair color or eye color or whatever, right? And then they can go through the national database. So he started the Murder Accountability Project to be that database. So what he does is constantly is scours the United States for murders, and he adds those murders into this database because the government apparently is incompetent and can't do it. So he's, 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 he's accumulated uh, over 700,000 murders that have occurred since 1976, and out of that 700,000, 220,000 of those are unsolved. And just to give you an idea of how bad the, the nation is at sharing murder data, because it's in 2017, the FBI reported that there were 12,400 murders in the U.S. The, the Murder Accountability Project had recorded over 21,000 murders in the United States. So the FBI doesn't even know. They have no fucking clue. These big shot investigators that are supposed to be the best police force in the world, yada, 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 have no fucking idea what's going on. So with 220,000 unsolved murders in the U.S., 60, I mean, what was it, 39% of all murders in the United States unsolved. You're going to tell me that since 2008, the U.S. has spent $213.5 billion on the drug war. You're going to tell me that in 2017, 1,632,921 people were arrested for drug offenses. Out of that number, 1,394,515 were simple possession charges. You're going to tell me that in 2017, 659,700 people were arrested for marijuana charges. You're going to tell me that every year between 70,000 and 80,000 women are arrested for prostitution, costing taxpayers over $200 million a year. That's your excuse. You're so busy with these nonviolent crimes, not to mention DUIs, speed limits, um, seat belts. Oh, you got a headlight out, your taillights out, your blinker's not working, yada, 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 yada. Oh, you, you failed to yield when there was no traffic around. Blage, blage. You're telling me that instead of taking these resources, these resources, 200 million a year just on prostitution alone. So you take 200 million in nine years, that's 18 million plus 213 and a half billion just on drugs and prostitution alone that could have been put into finding all these murderers. But instead of worrying about finding all these murderers, they're worried about locking up nonviolent offenders so that they can extort them and give the money to the government in order to enrich the, the politicians, enrich the police department, enrich everybody else involved, and, and hurt the poorest, 
most impoverished minorities within this within our nation and i don't mean minority by color or by sex or gender i mean the 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 minority those people living on the fringes of society that have no power that have no say that are addicted to drugs they can't afford to get help they can't afford to bring their children to a doctor that have no choice but to sell a piece of ass so that they can keep the damn electric bill on uh so they can keep the water on you know, so that they have a toilet to flush. Yeah, some of these women, maybe the majority of them, are drug addicts. Sure, but does that mean that they're not human? Because according to the Albuquerque Police Department, when a crime involves a prostitute, it's an unhuman crime. According to many, many interviews that I've watched in the last two days, serial killers that kill prostitutes, there should be 11 million more of them because they're finally taking out the garbage. According to a security guard that, that drives around a truck stop trying to chase away prostitutes and, and, and drug deals out of the truck stop, it's sad because one day, at one time, they were human and they had a mother, but they're no no longer human. They're the they are the worst of mankind. You're talking about people. You have more resources to further victimize these people than you do to go out and find the people. They're natural predators and let them live their lives without hurting anybody else. I thought that was pretty fucking ridiculous when I started looking up all those numbers, all those statistics. I was like, this is fucking insanity, man. This is what I got to do my show about today. Now, I know we're only 35 minutes in. Ah, I'm out on the road again. I'm bringing you what I can. But we got some more episodes. I'll be looking at some more information on these things, more about missing uh, the missing prostitutes, um, those not being searched for, those that no one cares about. And why is it that we that people are still defending a government that calls them unhuman and shrugs their shoulders when they go missing? Now, that's something I didn't get into today, but well, actually, I'll, I'll take a minute to talk about that. So, ever since I was young, I've always enjoyed watching and reading about serial killers because I've always wanted to be able to write a well-structured profile on a, of a serial killer in order to, to feature that type of person within one of my, uh, uh, well, hopefully one of my books that I'll eventually finish. And, uh, and so I've always taken an interest in studying like what it is 
that makes these people what what they're saying, how they're reacting, um, versus what I know about human nature, the little I know about psychology, and and I kind of measure these things together and try to figure out what it what it is that makes them who they are, and 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 pushes them to that point, what drives them. Um, what that insatiable hunger is, uh, whether it's like an addiction or, or what, um, but not to get too much into that. But anyway, every time you're watching one of these, we shows, it's always like, uh, not even always, not always, but I'd say probably like 90% of the 85 to 90% of the time, their target there is is prostitutes uh, sex workers those on the again on on the fringe of society and it's in in every time they i i watch these documentaries i hear the same things well we're just we're drug addicts and sex workers or prostitutes or, or horrors or whatever they call themselves. Um, and we don't matter. Um, they don't, they don't take it seriously when we go missing. Um, it's not, uh, if, if, if one of us witnesses something that's strange that we want to report, we're not considered credible. Um, no matter, no matter what we saw, uh, they they refuse to call us credible because we're automatically bad people because we live a life that that requires us to live in the shadows. Now, and then even on this docu series, the there was the mother of one of the um, or it was the daughter. It was the daughter of of one of the the girls that had gone missing, and this was like. She, this is 10 years later, you know, so the daughter's 18 and she's participating with a documentary. She's recalling what her grandmother told her about the, the circumstances. And, um, they, it's not funny, but, but I mean, I don't know if, if I weren't laughing, I'd be screaming. Um, they wouldn't let the grandmother file a missing persons report on, on the on the on the mother on the on the girl that was missing um because she was a prostitute and a drug addict and prostitutes and drug addicts disappear for weeks at a time and then they show back up and so filing a missing persons report is pointless but what they did let her do is file um a missing vehicle report because when she went out that night she used her mother's van, the grandmother's van. So they put out an APB on the van and shrugged their shoulders because a prostitute went missing. And you, and you hear it, like I said, you hear it all the time on these shows, like that the police will be like, yeah, but this is what they do. Yeah. But, but this is what they do. You, you know, like in by criminalizing their behavior, 
a victimless behavior 98% of the time they don't victimize anybody a victimless behavior by criminalizing these victimless behaviors you've pushed them out into the fringe of society to where they don't feel like they're wanted they feel ostracized they don't feel like they're they have any self-worth or any anything to offer maybe if you lift these laws and you start treating them like human beings and instead of arresting them and penalizing them just offer them help offer them an ear to listen to Offer them a helping hand every once in a while. You know? But but they people but people would rather demonize them. Look at them as the scourge of humanity. The garbage that needs to be taken out. And if you're one of those people that that think that way, the problem's not the prostitute or the drug addict. 